What if you were born with a disease that you always knew would kill you? And then what if all of a sudden you were given a second chance? Well, that's exactly what happened to me. And it's the question that we explore on the new podcast series, Breathless from Snack Labs. Join me, Jeremy Saunders, for a series that explores what it means to live and die, to love and to lose, and what it's like to have your whole life turned upside down and the unexpected challenges that come with a life-saving drug. You can listen to Breathless now, wherever you get your podcasts. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everybody. Bridie here to introduce this week's guest, Taylor Sparks. Taylor is a passionate erotic educator and sex goddess and founder of OrganicLovin.com, one of the largest BIPOC-owned organic online intimacy shops. And Taylor is certified in both human behavior and holistic aromatherapy with 15 years as a corporate trainer, 20 years in the organic natural skincare industry. She's got two adult children, a 25-year marriage that was both monogamous and ethically non-monogamous. And Jeremy and I speak with Taylor this week about luxury adult-only cruises as well as maintaining a healthy sex life well through your older years. We really had a great time talking with Taylor and we think you're going to enjoy this a lot. So we'll see you on the other side. Uh, this is going to be really fun. We're sitting down with Taylor Sparks. Um, Taylor, wh- where are you? Uh, where are you calling us from? I am currently in uh, Miami, Florida. Ooh, oh, fun! I love fun. Florida. Yeah, it's uh, nice. I, yeah, definitely. Um, Taylor, why don't you take a, a moment to uh, introduce yourself to our listeners and and give them a little bit of insight into the very fascinating work that you do? Um, Taylor Sparks, erotic 
educator and sex goddess for organiclovin.com. Uh, my company specializes in improving adult sexual health and wellness and enhancing their sex lives through our organic and eco-friendly intimate body products, body safe sex toys, sex positive books, erotic educational seminars, and adults only vacations. <laughs> I like that last part. That's yeah. casually because up until that point, it sounds very, uh, well, very stationary, very uh, like a storefront exists. But do you mm-hmm. do you design adult only vacations? Yeah, or tell me about this. Yeah, what's this that? About? Well, I. I did used to produce them. Now I am an affiliate to a number of the major producers of adult-only vacations. So um, there are cruises out of the Caribbean. There are cruises around the world. So we have both... uh, I don't want to say regular, but I I work with a luxury um, company Mm -hmm. that only does luxury cruises, like we're doing Tahiti coming up in March, Tahiti and Bora Bora. And um, they're full ship takeovers. And then um, I work with a couple of other um, companies that, uh, you know, they bring me in to do my seminars. They bring me in to sell my products. Um, So luxury lifestyle vacations, bliss cruise. I also present and sell at like Naughty in New Orleans, which is the largest swinger uh, conference in the U.S. Um, um, I do this, the, the vanilla sex expos, if you will, like sex expo in New York each year, uh, taboo in Canada. I present at places like hedonism, Jamaica, desire and uh, Mexico and Cancun or uh, Riviera Maya. Um, and then pretty much all around the world. I do Europe, South America, the Caribbean. So yeah. is an, an, an adult themed cruise, which is something I've never done. Um, but I can sit here and I can like, imagine in my mind what that would look like and what that would consist of. And I'm wondering if it is as like, like buck wild and as exciting as I'm picturing inside my brain. Cause what I picture in my brain is like, uh, you know, watching a, a period piece. Um, like I'm thinking of like, uh, like, like Penny dreadful, some TV series where like <laughs> people walk into some, some like, you know, um, uh, like high class, like, uh, aristocratic mansion Mm. and just everyone is naked and there's, there's sex everywhere you look. (laughs) And it's like, everyone's just like somehow bathing in wine. Like, is it, is it, is it as like, is it as romantic as I, as I picture it to be? Or like, like, what does, what does one of these cruises really Um, look like if you're taking over an entire boat? Yeah, yes and no, not not really. It at first glance, it looks like any other cruise. You know, people check in, you go to your cabin, you throw down your stuff, you put on your swimsuit, and then you go eat or you go to the pool. And but when you get to the pool, um, there's only a few places you can actually be nude on the ship, your cabin. Yeah. Okay. Um you can be, the pool is clothing optional, so it's not required to be naked. There is no public sex by the pool because mm-hmm. you have to remember that the people that work for the cruise line should not be subjected to things that <laughs> they did not sign up for. Sure, sure. Right. So there is no public sex on, on, um, in that regards, but there is public nudity by the pool. 
Mm. Any place on the ship, else on the ship, you can be damn near naked. <laughs> so you can have see-through things and just right, wear a thong. Right. And But the best part is there are theme nights every night. So you could have, um, oh gosh, oh, you know, sexy white night. You could have sinners and sinners and saints, which we just yeah, had at Hito, yeah. which is black or white or red. Um, there's glow night. There are body painters on the ship, so people get their whole bodies oh, painted fun. during the day. And at night, you know, you got black lights everywhere, which is usually by the pool. Um, there's several discos, so you'll have a regular disco. You might have a disco that's for people over 40, um, there'll be live music, there'll be concerts, there'll be um, um, other entertainment, you know, comedians and, you know, the ship has its own entertainment. So there are mm. shows. Um, but the one other thing is that there are um, playrooms. Mm. So they're designated spaces where you can go and have sex with your partner um, privately, meaning there'll be sections in the playroom where you can close off the curtain and be private, but you can hear everything that's happening. And then there will be um, places where the, the closed curtained off room may be big enough for four people or six people. So you may have twosomes, threesomes, foursomes, or more sums. And then you have the big space in the middle, which is where you just have lots and lots of people. We call them puppy piles. <laughs> so yeah, and then there'll be uh, BDSM rooms. Um, sure, sure. There'll be a dungeon or two, you know, very large dungeons for the bigger ships, uh, small dungeons for the small ships. Um, there'll be dark rooms. Um, uh, there may be what they call a plus one room, where a single, where you might find single guys that have been brought on the ship specific for threesomes mm -hmm. or couples who are looking to fulfill fantasies. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, um, it's, a, and then you'll have seminars like all day, every day. So I'm doing my seminars. I am one of, you know, there could be, you know, 15 seminars a day with presented mm -hmm. by different, um, sex educators. There'll be doctors on maybe talking about sexual health. Um, there'll be, uh, dominance and and just all kinds of things that you might want to be knowledgeable about. And there'll be some vendors um, for the Bliss Cruise. I'm the second largest vendor on on that on that ship. And usually the only main vendor for LLVs, their cruises are usually small, less than a thousand people. Those are the luxury cruises. Like I said, we've done Tahiti. Mm. We've cruised from uh, Athens, Greece to Istanbul, Turkey. We've done New Year's Eve in Rio and then cruise from Rio to Argentina with stops in Uruguay and Buzio. We've done Alaska. We've done Rome to Barcelona. So, um, so yeah. And then when you have conferences like the Naughty in New Orleans or what some groups like LLV and SLS, they do hotel takeovers. They just take over a whole hotel mm -hmm. and you can only book through them. And it's similar. You have seminars, you have pool parties during the day, theme nights at night playrooms. So it's not just all out there. Sure. And, you know, people aren't, you know, people are so afraid if they go <laughs> that someone's going to bop them over the head and drag them into the playroom. I'm like, no, we, we like willing victims. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I, you know, I've never, I've never understood the, um, the, the like 
appeal. The, the appeal of a cruise, but this is a cruise that I most cer- I'm I'm so on board for. Like <laughs> I this is this is right up my alley. It sounds very very fun. It sounds super fun. Yeah. It is amazingly fun. There's no children. Like I said, the theme nights are a lot of fun. And I tell a lot of vanilla people who go to like Hito or other, you know, most people who are in the ethical non-monogamous community, be they open or swinging or kinky, you know, we, we like willing victims and you, and it's just like the real world. Someone goes, Hey, so you mm. plan, you go, Oh no, thank mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's mm-hmm. the end of it. So yeah. it's great. I think for couples to, um, to go to events like this, not to meet or play with other people, but to be in an environment where there are lots and lots of couples who have been committed together, married anywhere between, you know, one year and 30 years, Mm. you know, 40 years, 50 years, you know, and you have this blend and the sexual energy is high and you get to have adult conversations. You know, people think you just you know, you, you're not having sex all day. You're sitting around talking about your kids half the time or your business. And, um, but eventually, you know, you, you get around to, to the sex. And, but some people are just there. Some people are just nudist and they're right. not there for the sex at all. They just right. want to be naked and be around open-minded people. So it's, it's hella fun to vacation without the children. You, you've been, you've been doing this work for uh, quite some time, correct? Mm-hmm. Eight years. So I, something that I'm really interested in, in kind of hearing your take on, um, I, I, actually, you know, before we get to that, what, what led you to this work? You've been doing it for eight years. What, what were you doing before uh, you got into the, the realm of, of sexuality and, and sexual well-being? Yeah, I'm, so I'm certified in both holistic aromatherapy and uh, human behavior. So many years ago, I did corporate training for about 15 years, and I traveled around the world um, um, teaching on management, leadership styles, uh, communications and negotiation, conflict resolution, mm-hmm. customer service. And um, about 15 years ago, I launched an organic skincare company, which then kind of transitioned into a skincare company for elite endurance athletes. So I had developed a line of 16 head to toe products for marathoners and triathletes, ultra marathoners. We sponsored races. We were in muscle and fitness hers and the SB award gift bags and ESPN magazine. Mm. And, um, uh, And so I was, you know, doing that and uh, we actually sponsored like five different Olympic athletes. And then my husband and I, we had opened our relationship and started traveling to places like Hedo and Desire. And then we decided to launch our own travel group. And um, just as we launched our first travel group, we met Pepe and Claudia Aguirre that own Luxury Lifestyle Vacations and we became affiliates of them. And so we started working with them and traveling with them. And I noticed that some of the vendors on these uh, trips had a lot of chemical-based products, sex-based products, you know, lubes. And, and so my background, no, you know, with regards to organic ingredients, I just, I just knew it was shitty stuff. Mm. So Pepe and them actually hired me to do a private label line of central massage oils and washes for their company which um, I did. So I developed the line for them. We launched it. 
And then we realized we really didn't have a place to sell it because they had a travel agency and I had a skincare for athletes company. Mm -hmm. So with a little bit of love and money and support from them, I launched Organic Lovin' eight years ago this past October, starting with their four products. Um, I no longer manufacture, I'm now a reseller, but starting with their four products, now I uh, sell over a thousand products. Um, I represent more than 200, 200 brands and we ship worldwide. Wow. I, I, so, so the reason I ask that is because, um, you know, I, a lot, I mean, a lot of the people who listen to this podcast, uh, I like to think are, are, are likely pretty like sex positive mm -hmm. and curious and, mm -hmm. um, and, and interested in, in all things when it comes to sex. But I find the, the business of sex very yeah. fascinating because, um, I think it's, it's probably pretty safe to say that still today in 2022, Sex is um, highly stigmatized, and mm. you know we 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 see stories all the time of like a good example would be would be the recent news about OnlyFans, like basically saying that they were you know that they were planning to ban all sexuality off their website, like and, and payment structures and and things like that. And so I'm I'm curious to know like what is the with someone who has such a deep background in the world of business that has nothing to do with sex, but then transitioning into the world of sex that is so steeped in stigma. What was that process like? And is it, was it more challenging than you had originally anticipated or, or do you feel like the, the world is kind of shifting in the way that we view sex and sex positive products? Um, so uh, it's a little bit of both, right? So up until a few years ago, I was primarily presenting and selling in the uh, swinger community where I was welcomed with opened arms. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> so that part wasn't difficult to, at all. It was just, you know, where am I going to be? Which events are going to be best? Which ones am I going to make the most money at? And um, so that part was not difficult because I had a an audience who were looking, who are always looking for great products. I was just educating them on why they should use my products that were organic and eco-friendly as opposed to, let's say, my competitor's products, let's say like one of the stores that was, you know, on, on the ship as well, who had really no knowledge uh, and background information on how uh, damaging your standard lubes and your standard condoms were. So, uh, with my background in uh, corporate training and having developed workshops before, I developed workshops around the product so that I could easily introduce them mm. to the people in a really fun and informative way. And they would go, oh, huh, huh, I never knew that. Yeah, right. Interesting. Right. I didn't know about the glycerin. I didn't know about propylene glycol in lube, propylene glycol in the condoms. No wonder I'm itchy, scratchy, burning, you know? <laughs> so... It was a really fun way to do it. I know adults, you know, learn best with humor. So that's, you know, what I did. I don't know. Are there any words I can or cannot say? Absolutely no. not. Okay. So the first seminar was how to make good pussy better. Hmm. Oh, okay. So that was a way to introduce all these different lubes and condoms as well as sex toys. And some of our sex toys offer more than a happy ending. So that rolled along, you know, pretty, pretty well. And I just kept showing up at events and doing my talks and adding more seminars and then crossed over into the vanilla side, like the sex expo, 
or showing up in the chamber of commerce <laughs> with my with my products and just educating adults. But the stigma and the challenging part was how do you market when yeah. social media will not allow you to yeah. advertise your products? So everything had to, you know, primarily be word of mouth, collecting um, emails, driving people to your um, website, and just showing up every, I mean, up until COVID, I was up to about 11 events a year. Wow. So I was just any and everywhere that I could get in the door and talk to people. And those people would tell people and somebody else would tell somebody. And I just kept rolling that, that way. And, you know, there, there are a lot of other sex educators on the market or in the industry, if you will, but I am so far still the only one that is focused on the products and the health of the products and, and that has my background. So mm. I don't necessarily counsel. Um, I do Q and A sessions with people because, you know, within 25 years of marriage, 12 of those years were ethically monogamous. Mm. 13 of those years were ethically non-monogamous. Um, I went from open to swinging to transitioning into poly and kinky and I do everything because I don't like fucking borders or labels. So I'm like, I do it all. God damn it. I do it all. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I do offer like, you know, Q&A sessions with people to help them because sometimes people just have no one to talk to yeah. about yeah. the transition. So I, I let them ask all the questions and I, and I answer honestly. And if I, but I stay in my lane, I, mm, that that's, that's a counseling, that's a therapist question. Let me refer you to somebody else. I'm really curious about the development of like when you started developing products for athletes, mm. when you say that, like you're not in the lab mixing ingredients. And I things, am. Are you? You are. I was. Oh, yeah. Wow. I developed 16 different products. Yeah. Okay, for, so what? The, what's your what's that work environment? Do you have to have a whole like sterile clinic, or can you do that out of your home? Like, I can do it out. Of, I can do it out of your home, but you you know you the area you're working in, you mm-hmm. want to have it sterile, you know. And and because I'm working with organic ingredients, you know, people are like, but are you a chemist? I'm like, I'm not a chemist. I'm not working mm-hmm. with chemicals. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you did have a, you know, a sterile ingredient, which was my, which was my kitchen, yeah. you know, and I didn't test on animals. I did test on husbands and children though. I'm like, how's that? Does it, does that burn? Is, is that okay? No. Okay. Let's, let's take that off. <laughs> um, it's really uh, synchronistic in a way because I'm in massage school right now. And today <gasps> in my systemic anatomy class, we were talking about epidermis we're talking about skin yes. and I'm I'm really curious about and this takes it into a little bit of a different realm but you know like when we're talking about lube versus say moisturizer say you know something like that the way that it absorbs or doesn't absorb is is must have something to do with the the ingredients in it, it. does so it what does. is it yeah sorry no, no, go ahead. Finish your question. Well, yeah, no, I'm just kind of, I want to know what, what those ingredients are for people, you know, people who are like, well, what is exactly in this? If you could make it in your own kitchen that, that makes it glide or makes it absorb. Um, so, well, the skin, as you are learning, or if you haven't already learned, it's porous, right? We know it's porous because we sweat, right? Um, the skin itself um, will absorb up to 60% of what you put on it. Hmm. The, the vagina and the anus is covered in the, as the nose and the eyes, is covered in the mucous membrane. 
and it will absorb up to 100% of what you put on it or, oh, or in it. But we don't keep everything that we that that's absorbed because because we pee, we sweat, we poop. So everything, but there is something called bioaccumulation where the body, the cells keep just a little teeny, teeny, tiny bit of everything that is absorbed. So if you think of over the lifetime, how much are we absorbing and keeping, right? Why are children getting cancer? And there's been a major fight for many, many years for, for companies to take these chemicals out of uh, baby products. So mm -hmm. there are many chemicals that are even no longer allowed in baby products, cosmetics, skincare products in, in other countries like China and the UE, Canada, that we have grandfathered in because the chemical companies here have a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Products, uh, things like uh, phenylethanol. Um, and there's, it's no longer allowed in any quantity in the UE or in China in, cos in cosmetics. So there are many ingredients that do different things, which the list is longer than we have, we have time for, but you could go to uh, ewg.org, which is environmental working group, forward slash, forward slash skin deep. There is thousands and thousands of ingredients will be rated from zero to 10, zero bank, it won't do anything, to 10 meaning don't, don't use this. <laughs> You know, safecosmetics.org is another place to find ingredients. Um, so there'll be some ingredients that what the um, the FDA will call um, grass generally regarded as safe, meaning that, you know, probably fewer than 100 or probably fewer than 1,000 people have called up or wrote in to complain about a particular ingredient. And those who have, they will say, you're probably just sensitive which is why you have the disclaimer on the side of a lot of topical products that say, if you experience itchy, scratchy, burny, discontinue use. Mm -hmm. But there are thousands and thousands of ingredients. Um, propylene glycol you will find, which is a common ingredient. It is the cousin to antifreeze. It is not antifreeze, mm -hmm. but is the cousin to antifreeze. You will find it in a number of um, uh, lubricants. Its main purpose in the market is it makes wet things slippery. Mm. You'll find it in toothpaste and dog food and cat food and body lotion and mouthwash and hair ingredients. But when it's in the vagina, it's extremely drying to the vaginal tissue. And when the vagina gets dry and you get friction, you end up with little small micro tears in the vagina, which now leaves your body susceptible to things that um, you're trying not to get vaginosis or, you know, bacteria vaginosis or, or worse, you know, something you're just trying not to catch. So, you know, I, sometimes I hear women say, oh, you know, I get wet. I, I get, I don't need lube. I'm like, you know, lube makes everything better. It's the glide is what you want the lube to do. Spit mm. is not lube. It's wet. You need glide. <laughs> less glide, less, you know, more glide, less friction, less friction, less micro tears. So Turn Me On Podcast will be back after this short break. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. 
For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive in June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I noticed that was a product on your um I when I wanted to ask you, but I think I took a screenshot of it here. Um, that was particularly a lube for people with multiple sexual partners. And it mentioned BB, which I've experienced and hated, obviously. Defense. Um, yeah, defense. I highly recommend Defense. Yeah, yeah, yes, by Intimate Earth, um, because it has tea tree oil, carrageenan, and guava bark, um, and they have been um, clinically proven to help um, not cure, but help you from getting bacterial vaginosis, um, yeast infection. So, if you're multi-partnered, sometimes. Um, the the bacteria in in the mouth of one partner just doesn't match to that bacteria in the vagina <laughs> of another mm -hmm. partner and if you're not consistently to get consistently together you could literally you know end up with this constant bacterial vaginosis and it's just the bacteria it's not you know for people who don't know it's not a um disease it's not an sti mm -hmm. it's just the bacteria and has thrown the body off in some kind of way so that was really the other one i was really curious about and i i thought it might have something to do with the, the type of skin i wasn't sure i was hypothesizing are the um the the butt masks I've oh, never, the butt mask. I've, ne What's I've never seen. Mask? I've never seen anything like that before. <laughs> Talk to us about butt masks. So the the butt mask is. Uh oh, I lost my picture there. There it is. The butt mask literally is like a. It's a mask that you would instead of putting it on your face, you put it on your butt. <laughs> so it's 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 um could make the butt smooth. It could help with pimples and bacteria, you know, bacteria or, you know, like acne on the booty. Um, it's firming. They come in a few different ones by body. Oh my God, body cosmetics. I love that. You want to soften up that booty, that butt skin. <laughs> well, it the also seems like a nice activity to do with your, with a, your romantic partner uh, yeah. or your sexual partner. It's like, 
you know, I can Take never my butt get to the spa night. I can never yes! get, yeah. I can never get a partner to give me up like a massage, but maybe if I gave him something to spread yes, on yes. my butt. butt. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Why <laughs> not? Why not? Yes. That's like, put that on my butt. And they all have like, you know, some say slap me, some say bite me, you know, and it's just fun, but it's really nice, you know, to moisturize the butt, just like the, um, some of the CBD lubes, the we uh, the Awaken and the Privy Peach, I you know I suggest to men, it's great for women. You know, it's a it's a clitoral stimulant or it's a um, an oil based lubricant with the CBD in it. But I always say to men, you know, after sex and after shower, put some of the CBD lube on your penis to moisturize. Men just seem to forget to moisturize the skin on their penis. You know. Mm-hmm moisturize that penis make that skin soft and delicious yeah nothing, nothing worse than a dusty penis that's <laughs> nothing worse than a dusty is... penis or dusty nuts yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> lube, lube up the lube up the penis you know they they des- you know it deserves to yeah. have some nice soft cbd on it and mm-hmm. you know it's it's good and it's shiny and it's delicious um <laughs> Another thing that I know that you are kind of uh, passionate about is is um, exploring and, and indulging and enjoying your sexuality after the ages of 40, 50, and, and 60 and onward. Because um, beyond those ages, you know that, right? No way. No, stop it. You're, you're, you're not over 60. I am. What? Yes. <laughs> Gotta honestly, be that red lipstick. I mean, I, I don't want to be that person, but honestly, I thought be I, that I, 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 I thought I thought you were thirty nine. <laughs> oh, now I owe him a blowjob. Where you live? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it, baby. Don't Speak worry about it. Me. I'm hopping on a flight to Miami. It's <laughs> <Yeah>. scat. <laughs> He said, oh. I'm going to bring it to you. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So, so, so over, over 60. Wow. That, that, that's incredible. And, and to hear, it's just to hear sex. you talk about yeah, sex. Yeah. There well, to hear you talk about sex the way that you are is really, I think, um, I, I think a lot of people have this misconception still that, um, when, as we get older, we just stop having sex or we, we yeah. like lose we this don't interest. don't want in, it as much. Yeah, we don't want it or, and, and that's, that's just not true. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of people who are older, you know, beyond 60 are, uh, have been quoted saying that they're, they're in their sexual prime, that they're having the best sex that they've yes, ever had in their life. Can't get pregnant. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Let yeah. me bend over for you, baby. <laughs> yeah. So, so for those, so for folks that are like, you know, I, I'm thinking about my mom right now, actually. So, mm. so my mom's like in, she's turning it's her birthday today. Today's her birthday, yeah. but I'm oh, not wow. sure exactly Happy how birthday, she's. Mom. Yeah, she, yeah, I think she's turning sixty-one, maybe. Oh, okay. Um, and so <laughs> she just recently got, you know, a, a couple of years ago, got out of a relationship, got out of the relationship with my father, and was mm-hmm. living the single life. And one of the things that I thought about when that was happening was like, I wonder if my mom, I wonder if my mom's going to like have sex able, again, have sex again, and like, <laughs> and find, yeah, and like find her sexuality after having gone through something really traumatic, which, which is, you know, losing the, the, the partner that you've had for, fuck, it was like, you know, 40 years. Mm. Um, and, and I know that losing we, as in I, he, no, he's still alive. My, still, my oh, dad's, okay. my, yeah, my dad's, my dad's still here. He just, okay, he just, okay, he okay. just left the, her, this, the, he just left her the, for the another trauma woman. Of the separation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. Yeah. yeah. So, so, and, and I know that we have, we have listeners that are, um, sort of in a similar situation, like close to my mom's age, who, who are, who find themselves single and, and are trying to navigate the dating world again. And it's really, 
you know, I think for a lot of people, I, I can only imagine for my mom, that would have been a really um, intimidating thing. And so I'm wondering like what, what someone like yourself would have to say to folks out there who are um, perhaps struggling with like finding themselves sexually as an older mm-hmm. adult um, uh, or, or um, as a younger adult or, or even as a younger adult. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. yeah. Well, so if she's an old, if he or she are in their fifties and sixties and coming out of a long-term relationship and depending on what the sex was in that relationship is going to kind of somewhat determine where they're looking yeah. forward to. Right. So you could, they could have had a relationship that, um, Everything else was great, but there was no sex or mm-hmm. or there was there was sex, but everything else was shitty. Right. There's, there's no way to tell. We're not going to we don't need to go down that road. Um, there are books on my site about sex after 50 and sex after 60 that are great, you know, for women and for men to get reignited. But and, and I tell a lot of women, you know, over 40 that you do realize that when you turn 40, your vagina does not just automatically dry up. That's marketing. Mm. When they're telling you, oh, you need this and you need that. And you got to have the, and you got to smell like Island breeze. And I'm like, you know, pussy should taste and smell like pussy, not, you know, cookies and cream and coconut. But the thing is to first get whatever therapy you need to as a, was it Gwyneth Paltrow, the conscious uncoupling course, I highly recommend Mm. And then focus on yourself and figure out what is it that you want now that you only have to think about yourself, right? Not what does he want or what does she want? What do the kids want? What does the dog need? What do you want? And design your partner or partners don't necessarily feel that you have to have just one, you know, and I always suggest date for a while. Dating doesn't mean having sex with everybody, but date several people to figure out what do I want now? Now that I, the choice is totally mine and there's you know, great dating apps. Um, I have this thing called my Tinder, Tinder catch and release program, but it works with, <laughs> with Ooh. any dating app. And it's like, you match with somebody, be very clear as to what you're looking for, right? Because I'm currently on some dating apps and it says, I'm open, poly, swinging, kinky. And if you're familiar with that, we have lots to talk about. If not, don't, 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 don't contact me. But I'm looking for travel buddies, cuddle buddies, nude beach buddies. I'm looking for a king that is, kings that are sex, uh, sexually adventurous and sensual. Um, available for travel (laughs) and authentically honest. So I'm, you know, so I'm very clear as to what I'm looking for. And some guy was like, so you want one person? I'm like, no, 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 you know, this doesn't have to be an all one person. Mm. And this is one thing that monogamous people can learn from the ethical non-monogamous community. One person doesn't have to be your everything. Mm. So date several people, date younger than you. You know, I do. My cut up, my low, my cutoff is thirty seven. Well, it's going to be thirty eight soon. But my cut up every year I go up, it goes up. I'm uh, I'm only thirty four. Oh. God damn, you, baby. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You're never going to make it because every year I go up, it's my cutoff. Uh, I guess that blowjob's yeah. never happening. Yeah, blowjob is never happening. You know, see if you hadn't told me and caught me on a trip, you might have been able to like, you know. You're like, 
Damn. Thanks, Taylor. Shit. By the way, do you have an age cut off? Yeah. I'm only 31. That happened to me recently, too. I hacked after the fact. But it, it was... Ugh. And there are exceptions to the rule, always. <laughs> but this is what I suggest. You know, really, you got to know what you want. More importantly, you have to know what you don't want. Yeah. Because if you know what you don't want, it'll be easy to find out what you do want. Mm. You see, because the, what we don't want is pretty clear. I don't want this and this and this and this. And that leaves room because it just may depend on the day with regards to what you do want. But we only have this one life as far as we know, right? Mm. And and even if there is reincarnation, what if you die and you come back as a leaf on a tree, you live three days and then you're dead again? Mm-hmm you would have missed out on this whole human experience, right? The good, the bad, and the ugly of it. Mm. So why not for whatever time you have left, and in in my 60s, I have more doors closed behind me than I have open in front of me. I'm going to do what the fuck I want to do. I'm not going to do any harm to people, but I'm going to enjoy everything that I want to enjoy, the way I want to enjoy it, with whom I want to enjoy it, and everybody else can kiss my ass. (laughs) (laughs) You know what's occurring to me? I think I noticed on your website a blog post or something that that just briefly mentioned. I just caught it out of the corner of my eye, um, like sex museums. Mm-hmm. And you know, I've been to Amsterdam. I've been to me sex. Too. I've been to sex museums. I've been to the red light district. I've, yes. I've, you know, I've been in. I've been in. Um, I've never been in like a kink dungeon, but I've been to sex parties. I've been to sex mm-hmm. clubs, and so I've been exposed to things where I can say, oh, I I like that, or no, I don't like that. But we don't have that here. You know, we're from small uh, coastal city um, in Canada. We don't, like, we've got museums, but we don't have anything where you can go and, like, the closest you could do is go into a sex shop. But mm-hmm. it's, it's more of a sterile environment. So mm-hmm. you're not necessarily seeing pleasure happening in front of you or things sparking ideas. So we're really left to trying to figure out what we might like by, I don't know, maybe watching porn or maybe like, like it just seems hard to pinpoint where you go for that sort of catalog of what are my yeses and my nos and my maybes when Mm -hmm. it comes to like, you know, would I like my partner to put a butt mask on me? You know, it's just like, <laughs> it's got some, it's sparking some ideas for me because it, I like to uh, occasionally host and, and throw events. Now I'm thinking we've got to, we've got to throw a sex museum event. That would be fun. That huh? would be. That would best. be interesting. Yeah, if you can get some of the old relics <laughs> out, right? of, out of yeah. the museum. And, and so it might be, it might be time for a road trip. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's nothing that is near you, uh, porn primarily is entertainment and not very educational. Yeah. Um, but it is a good idea to seek out sex educators because most of us are online. Some of mm-hmm. us have um, online seminars and I'm going to be launching some this year myself where you could, you know, log in at your own discretion, you know, pay for, you know, one price and have access to a catalog of information Mm. for you to fit, to watch. And hmm, do I like that? Would I like that? At least it gives you an opportunity to open up the lines of communication between you and or a partner or partners. Um, 
at going to some of the events, you know, like the cruises or uh, the swinger events, um, and even some of the polyamorous events where there are educators there that you can like ask the questions that you have mm. about the things that you were curious about. And of course, my mom has always said, anything you want to know, you can find in a book. There are so many books on the market that covers everything, polygamy, polyamory, threesomes, open relationships, you know, monogamy, uh, infidelity, um, Esther Perel, I'm listening to her book again mm -hmm. on um, the state of affairs, rethinking mm -hmm. infidelity. I don't know if you ever read that. I have. It's yeah. an amazing, I love Esther Perel. She just really, without taking sides, you know, really gives us um, an opportunity to look at how complex human relationships are. And we tend to just want to put everything in a box and go, well, this is the way it is. And it's like, no, no, it, it is, it is not. It's, it's, we're not um, monoliths or monolithical. Is monolithical a word? I keep using it, but I need to look it up to see if it's a I would word. say it's, I would say that's a word for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, so won't be a word, it, it won't be a word that's showing up on Wordle any day soon because it's uh, too many letters, but uh, <laughs> uh, I think it is a word. Yes. Monolithical. <laughs> Um, you, what's your favorite part of, of what you do? Cause you're doing a lot of different things. What's your, um, what's your favorite part? Talking. Right. <laughs> talking, talking is, talking is my, is my, you know, I also put that warning up on my, on my uh, profiles. I, I talk a lot and I talk for a living, you know, introverts beware. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the talking, the educating part and talking to people about um, what they like and what they don't like and what they're willing to try and not try. That's for me, that's part of what makes me a sex goddess because I love everything there is to love about sex, even the things that I do not indulge in mm -hmm. myself. Just the fact that someone has discovered that they love this particular thing and they can come to me and go, oh my God. So my man, he tied me to the tree. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> and then, and then he poured honey on my ass. I'm like, okay. And then <laughs> he put some in the butt plug. I'm like, yeah. And then he put the butt plug in. I'm like, okay. Like, oh my God. And it was amazing. I'm like, yay you. I'm like, fuck no, I'm not doing that, but yay you. So, <laughs> you know, I don't yuck on anyone else's yum, but I just, I find people in general fascinating mm. and people who are open about their sex and sexuality, just fascinating and even helping people to you know a thing that i find that's been common more with sometimes with women but it seems like it's as, at, at least the men are coming to me to discuss it is when they get stuck in their head during sex mm -hmm. and they can't get back into their body and so helping them find ways to to get realigned in the process of having sex and how to get out of their head because sex is good when you're in your body, not in your head. Mm. You see, Taylor, I got to say this is uh, this has been a really, really entertaining and uh, enlightening conversation. Uh, can you can you let our folks know how they can find you, how they can find the shop, um, and how they can kind of keep up with the the work that you're doing? Yeah, my website and, and all social media is organic lovin l o v e n dot com, and I'm on. 
IG and you know the website and Pinterest and you I have some you know clips on on YouTube um, I have of course my own podcast called sisters of sexuality and um, and so yeah that that that's pretty much where I am organic loving l-o-v-e-n <laughs> Taylor this has been really fun thank you so much thank you so much for having me I've had a ball <laughs> Hello, everyone. Hello, my loves. Um, how about that? How about that conversation with Taylor Sparks? That was really, really funny. I actually can't remember <laughs> if this happened before we turned off oh, off fuck. the recording. So funny. But when when she reiterated that you were too young, and I when I said I'm 37, and she she Pretty said sure that was in the recording. Was it in the yeah. recording? Yeah. Oh, like I owe you a blowjob. <laughs> I just like that she described. I've thought about that. Like, I mean, we recorded that uh, maybe a week and a half ago. Yeah. I've thought about that fucking every day since. <laughs> uh oh. It's such a. a I'm going to use it more casually in uh, in interactions with people when they whenever they. Can you imagine? Can you imagine like <laughs> dropping that at a at like a dinner party with like a bunch <laughs> of people that like you just met? Yeah. <clears throat> Honestly, I. I think that is it's playful, so playful, so yeah. funny. So it would make some people so, very oh, yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah. Oh, I owe you a blowjob <laughs> every time someone gives you a compliment. That's just. Are you sure response. it was on the recording where she told me that she, where she said she didn't swing, she didn't swing to the women because it. She tried it and it felt like licking a dolphin. <laughs> I, I think it was. If it wasn't, know. then you just said it. Yeah. She was very funny. Very fun. Uh, Taylor Sparks, everyone. Um, Such a great yeah. energy. Yeah. Just love, love those guests. Yeah. And, uh, and actually we got, we got a, a bunch of really great guests lined up coming up for the, for the next few weeks. And I'm really excited about it. Me too. Um, a lot of, uh, you know what, I, there's actually some folks coming out of the woodwork for over the next couple of weeks. Like, you know, sometimes we get people right in and they say, you know, I represent so-and-so and they'd love to talk on your podcast. Yeah. And some people we find to- kind of randomly, and but sometimes they're from past parts of my life and they've written a book or they're suddenly in the sexuality yeah. realm. And I, yeah. I've had like three or four of those people surface over the last few months, cool. which is, is kind of neat. So stay tuned for those conversations. Yeah. Um, well, I got a little thing that I want to talk about, but did you want to talk about, uh, about those, those cruises? Those luxury cruises? Yeah. Before we get into it. Just briefly, I'd, I, I looked it up, um, just today and I, I, I found a couple of versions and I, I wonder which one sounds more appealing to you. Let's see if I can find it here. So I mean, they they're all sound pretty appealing, honestly. Yeah, no, totally. I mean, a cruise doesn't, especially in the, in COVID times. Right. Can you imagine being on it? Like. Sorry, Taylor, but uh, can you imagine being on a fucking like a fuck cruise and and it just turns into a it's not the time for swingers. Movie? It's not the time for swingers these you days. Know, being just... stuck on a cruise with a with a virus. It is. It sounds like it's right out of a horror movie. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I don't know if I can go through these quickly because I can only sort of click on one at a time. But I, I hear the titles Temptation Caribbean Cruise. Okay. Um, Is it Caribbean or Caribbean? It depends on the day <coughs> of the week, tomato. I think. Yeah. Um, I mean, who says tomato, really? 
Nobody says tomato. Yes, yeah, so it's Caribbean. Uh so Temptation Temptation um Caribbean cruise is this is what this is what it says. Adults only, topless, clothing optional, solarium, all inclusive experience. Then we've got the Groove Cruise, which is an electric an EDM festival at sea. That sounds kind of fun. Fuck, that sounds fun. Right? Um, and that one goes from, I want to say, I saw the word Orlando. And then we've got, um, and then we've got <clears throat> Desire Libsyn to Ibiza cruise. Oh my God. Yeah. Remember when we were, we had plans to go to Ibiza? Yeah. And then you went and got a, then I got, had, then I got, got a children's television show job. Got, yeah. Literally the week before we were supposed to go, I got cast in Artsuka. Yeah. And I was like, sorry, babe. Yeah. And they refunded you, but they didn't refund me. <laughs> yeah, but but you went to go. You went on the trip anyway. I, I didn't go to. Just didn't go to I just went to Ireland and yeah, hung yeah. out with my mom. Um, yeah, and the Ibiza one has. Uh, it says it. Ibiza or Ibiza? Well, the span. I think it's they over there. It's pronounced Ibiza. Is it? I think so. That's what my brother. So my brother is a sailor, and he lives in Malta, and yes. he just spends a lot of time over there, and yeah. that's what he calls it. So then, why the fuck do people say Ibiza? Because we're we're just. North American white people with weird accents. I guess so, man. I don't know. Ibiza. I don't know. Um, And it looks like they have some erotic entertainment on that one. Okay. Some very nude looking. But like, I think that even though I love electric dance music. Yeah. um, I think this one looks pretty rad. Like it does a lot of stops. It stops at Gibraltar. Have you yeah. seen pictures of that place? Oh yeah. Holy I know, smokes. Uh I have I have two friends who fucked on the rock of Gibraltar. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay then. That's pretty cool, eh? Yep. Yep. Well, okay, so anyway, Where's the those... coolest place you've fucked? Um I don't know. I'm like trying to think back to my younger years of being in like I was in Barcelona, but I really only had sex in the hotel room. Um, And aside from that, like I can't really I don't know. I don't know if I I'd need to think about that a little bit and, and, and think about what my definition of a cool place to fuck is. Yeah. I remember having like. I remember um being in Ireland and digesting ingesting and digesting some hash yeah and um it by by eating it and um and i remember most of the night and then suddenly nothing except for like having probably way too noisy wild sex on the living room floor while my mom and stepdad were asleep upstairs oh my god yeah jesus that's about all i that's a fond memory though It's, it's a good sexual time in my life <clears throat> i'm trying to think of the wildest place i've had sex i mean ha- uh having sex in the so uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna say something here i feel like we've talked about this before oh, it's gonna have something to do with uh, a dressing room yeah, yeah but so i've uh do you ever like do you ever spice up stories um oh yeah like, spice it up uh where but like it's not quite true like the buildings on fire? And then, uh, I mean, well, yeah, sure. Like that, it could <laughs> right. be like that. Uh, I do that. I do that. I do that all the time. Yeah, I know. Um, 
but like straight, like a straight up lie that I've told. Oh, okay. So I've, um, we've had sex at, in the, in the dressing room at, at, at like a CBC conflict of interest. <laughs> uh, we, we had sex in the dressing room at, at the Artsuka set. Right. But I've told the story that I that I've had sex on the set of Artsuka in, oh, in the closet. Oh, very different. On set, because there was Behind there was the a dinosaur. There was a, there, was a, there was a yeah, there was a closet on the set that was that had no use really. It was just a it was just like a like a th- fucking four by four closet. Yeah. That sometimes you would open it and be like, oh look, I found some like art supplies in here. Uh-huh. Perfect space to have like stand up sex in, and so I've I've told the story. Instead of saying it was the dressing room, I've told closet. the story that it was the closet. Wow. Don't ever believe a word this man says. <laughs> this is one of my biggest pet peeves. It's like, if a story's already good, yeah. why embellish it? Uh, spice it up a bit. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's not hurting anyone. No, 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 it's not. There's just so just much exaggeration more, these days. It makes it so much everything. more exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, You know what? I just I find real life pretty exciting. Sure. You know? Yeah. Hey, I got, speaking of exciting, I, I got to just, the t- just the tips. Okay. I've been meaning to bring this up. Um, <clears throat> so this is a show, a television show recommendation and the show is Vikings. Okay. So this show has been on for, I mean, this show has had a, uh, it, six seasons in total. Yeah. It's been around for a while and I was very like, uh, Leah wanted to watch it. She was like, we should watch Vikings. We should watch Vikings. And uh, I was always like, ah, fuck, I don't want to. I don't want to watch that show. I think I had some sort of preconceived notion that it was like it looked too cheap. It's it's a it's a show that oh. was shot in Ireland. Okay, but it's a History Channel show, so okay. it's a Canadian television show. Oh, um, shot in Ireland. And when I saw like I, I saw like clips of like the first season or whatever, and it just looked very like low low budget and when i when i say low budget i um i mean like the costumes look great whatever the set the set setting looks great but like you'll see like a battle between vikings and like the the saxons and it's like a battle with like like 10 guys on each side and i'm going come on dude like i'm i'm used to watching game of thrones where it's like thousands three, yeah 3000 army 3000 men armies and so I was always like, ah, fuck that show. Like it looks too cheap and whatever for me. Anyway, whatever. At some point she, she pulled my, my leg enough. You watched everything else. And I was like, fine, I'll, I'll, I'll try it. And, uh, and I was actually quite surprised at how much I, I enjoyed it as soon as we started it. Okay. The show, the show has like really, um, one of my favorite themes in any kind of media is religion. It's very heavily steeped in religion. Hmm. Um, the Nordic religion of like, you know, with like Thor and, and Freya and like all those, all those Nordic gods. But then there's the Christian religion, which is, plays a really big part in the show. And it's all, the show is based on true history. So Ragnar Lothbrok is an actual Viking king that, that, that reigned name. huge terror on, Ragnar. on, on um, England back in the, back in like the 900 AD. Um, and so anyway, whatever the show ended up actually being quite spectacular. 
And, um, but here's why it's my just the tips. It is one of the sexiest shows. Oh. Everyone's fucking. Really? Everyone's fuck. Everybody fucks on that show. And there's, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of like, um, there's a lot of, uh, uh, infidelity that happens. Oh, interesting. Like, like a lot of, of cheating. Mm-hmm. And the sex scenes are really hot. They're okay. really hot. And like I've been, I've, I've been clocking like as we're watching the show together as a couple, these sex scenes start and like immediately both of us are like, fuck, man, we should, we should fuck. Like it's like, it's kind of like watching porn together. Interesting. Yeah. And so uh, anyway, if you haven't watched it, please like take some time. With your vibrator, with, with, with your vi- I mean, with your vibrator, with your partner, and uh, start that series. It's great. And here, here was a really like fun surprise. Uh, four, the first four seasons are on Netflix. Yeah. And when the when the fourth season ended, I thought that was it. And when it ended, I was like, no way. There's got to be more. The fourth, the first three seasons are ten episodes each. The fourth season is twenty episodes. Ooh, fun! I was like, holy fuck, this is a lot. Then it ended, and I was like, no way. That can't be it. And I realized that the fourth season ended in 2017. <gasps> the show ended in 2021. There's two more seasons. Oh. Each season containing 20 episodes. In the can, but not released. All released. Oh, they're all released. Just not on Netflix. Oh. It was a lovely surprise. So now we're, we're crushing the fifth season. Where'd you find it? On uh, the internet. Yeah, illegally. Um. <laughs> um, but uh, spectacular show. That's really great. yeah, really cool, really sexy. Man, cool. Vikings fuck. They fucked a lot. They fucked a lot. Yeah. That's really funny. And, and like really hot sex. Well, <laughs> smelly probably. Hot smelly Viking fucking. <laughs> um yeah, that's cool. It's it's good to find new entertainment cuz it's definitely drying up. I mean, we've got it. We've got subscriptions to the mall and uh, yeah. running out. So if you're if you're stuff. you know if you're like if you're in sort of lockdown wherever you are and mm-hmm. you're looking for something good, that's my just the tips. I was pleasantly surprised. So I've been listening to the Daily podcast yep. a little bit more lately, yep. and uh, I'm definitely not a regular listener, but I've been I've listened to a few other. I try I try actually to not listen to anything that has to do with COVID at all anymore. Same. Um. And but it did have some good episodes on on COVID. Um, but then the other day on Sunday, just this past week, they released one called the Sunday Reads. Yeah, they <clears throat> called. Uh, Those are great. What? Where is it? I'm looking for the name of it. Um, it, it. It actually parroted a lot of the things that we've actually talked about on this show. But I was so happy to see it show up on in this forum because I feel like it's content that should find this audience, the joys and challenges of sex after 70. Huh. And uh, it's a really good listen. Like okay. again, like a lot of uh, sort of stuff that we've covered on the show, but it's just, yeah, it's just nice to hear it put in, in terms by a non, you know, by non sex oriented podcast. Um, I think Donut was just growling at the uh, at the kink mask above me. I think you're right. Hey, that's just that. Don't worry, it's just a pup play mask, buddy. That's just a leather daddy mask. Speaking of sexy entertainment, uh, if you want to see that mask that I'm referring <laughs> to, turn me on uh, patreon.com slash turn me on. Where did that mask come from? Wasn't that a gift? That from, was a uh, gift for me from a listener. Uh, I think from Taylor and Brian. 
Oh, I see. Oh, I'm not going to knock on the door. Do you want to go answer that? Yeah, I'll go answer that. Let's, uh, we'll pause this here. All right, we're back. Um, we're back, we're back, we're back. A sweet little delivery to the Sick Boy Studio. To celebrate. To celebrate our 500th episode. Um, <clears throat> um, well, tangled. Let's, uh, let's get into this, uh, this article that I, I wanted to cover because I, I think this is so fascinating. I'm excited. So I'm this, excited. Uh, <clears throat> this is from Vice. Um, and the... The title of the article is called Inside the Secret World of India's Adult Breastfeeding Community. Mm -hmm. Um, In the past, various analysis of India's Google search data have revealed that queries related to breastfeeding adults are wildly popular in the country. A staggering number of Indian Google searches that began begin with, quote, my husband wants end with, quote, me to breastfeed him. Mm hmm. In fact, Google data from 2017 showed that the number of searches on how to breastfeed a baby were almost equal to the number of searches on how to breastfeed an adult man. Is it that different? <clears throat> I mean, probably. I guess they have teeth. You know, like a, a breastfeeding a, a, a baby, you, you got to like support the head and, and like pr- probably hold it in a certain way. Yeah. Whereas you don't really have to. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure some support would be appreciated. Probably more like a stack of pillows underneath them. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, quote: Adult breastfeeding, <laughs> also known as ABF, can be can mean many things. Uh, be it just watching a woman breastfeeding, actually suckling the lactating breasts, and deriving sexual pleasure out of that, mm-hmm. termed as lactophilia, or simply having sex with a lactating woman, uh, which was quoted by Palavi Barnwall, a sexuality coach based in New Delhi. Quote, she said, it can also be seen from a BDSM umbrella where I can command the other person to feed me or vice versa. Though several fetishes are often considered taboo, ABF occupies a special place in the hierarchy of taboos. Quote, it's a perfect storm of a fetish because it combines two things that make us as a society very uncomfortable. Sex educator and phone sex operator, Tanya Joan Miller, told Vice for an earlier related piece, quote, First, there's the idea that a man shouldn't be dependent on a woman, that he shouldn't be vulnerable and a woman shouldn't be stronger than him. Second, it's the idea of a woman sexualizing the thing that's thought of as the most sacred thing about her body and her femininity. Femininity. It's a lot. Femininity. 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 However, for Jay, a 31-year-old stockbroker based in New Delhi, an accidental discovery of the fetish was life-changing. This speaks to me. I mean, we've probably talked about it on the show, but we can talk about it after. But uh, Jay, just like other ABF fetishists mentioned in his piece, was uncomfortable with revealing his full name because of the stigma associated with the kink. In 2019, Jay joined scores of Indians who had lost their jobs as the country's unemployment rate peaked to a 45-year high. Quote, it devastated me, he said. I saw myself as the provider, not just because I was earning more than my wife, but also because I'm from a sc- uh, from that school of thought where the husband has to provide no matter what. That has always been the core of my value system. Born and brought up in the conservative village of Bengal Bhutta, 
in the Jalandhar district of Punjab, Jay admitted that his idea of pleasure was self-centered due to his negligible interactions with women in his formative years. But his conservative ideas of the roles men and women should play were put to the test when he lost his job. Quote, my wife provided for me financially and was more than happy to. I had to get over myself and accepted things as for what they were, he explained. But it was different. One night, I just broke down and buried my face in her breasts. She was lactating because we had just had our second baby. And I naturally gravitated towards her breasts. I've never felt more secure than I did in that moment. While Jay discovered the fetish only recently, 26-year-old Tong Har looks at it as a, quote, ritual he likes to indulge in every night since the first day of his marriage two years ago. Uh, Tong Har lives in Shilong in the northeastern state of Megala- uh, Megalaya, the Scotland of the East, as the British once called his city, is known for its picturesque valleys and perennial rivers. Uh, the state also has one of the world's largest assimilation of matri- matrilineal tribes. Okay. What is matrilineal tribes? Uh, I would be lying if I said I know, but let me just take a quick peek. Matrilineal? Matrilineal? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> matrilineal tribes where property names and wealth are passed from mother to daughter rather than father to son. Oh, there we go. Ah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> just keep reading, Jer. Uh, Tongahar, however, doesn't consider ABF a kink. Quote, why should I box it as a kink? That narrows it down to just one aspect. Mm. A woman's breasts are sacred, not just because they are life-giving, but also because they mark the first time a human being truly feels affection. And there is nothing wrong in repeating that first feeling of affection every day of your life. The highest point of pleasure for him was after he and his wife had their first kid. But before and after her lactation, Tongahar would indulge in heavy nipple play. <clears throat> According to his wife, who does Before doesn't, and after? Before and after her lactation. Oh, okay. Yeah. According to his wife, who doesn't wish to be named for privacy reasons, ABF seamlessly blends into their lives. Quote, I don't see it as something strange, she told Vice. When I was lactating, I would be watching television and my husband would casually sit next to me and start suckling. I hate that word, suckling. (laughs) The ease came with which he did it made me comfortable too. The same has continued to this day. Babies and toddlers are often described as addicted to breastfeeding. Indian mothers have been known to use various deterrents on their nipples. From extracts of the bitter Indian lilac, neem. Oh, yeah. Oh. I use neem. And bitter gourd to red chilies. Oh, my God. To initiate the process of weaning. Oh, my Lord. That's got to burn. Putting red chilies on your nip-nip? Might be all right. I don't know. Might be all right. Uh, Tongkar believes that breastfeeding or even just the act of sucking on the nipples can be addictive for adults, too. Totally. There is, however, another aspect to what seems to drive Indian men. For many, virility is the absolute indicator of masculinity. Perhaps that is why most Indian men who are clinically diagnosed with infertility refuse to acknowledge it. Mm. When Karan, pronounced Karen here, (laughs) uh, when Karan, a 27-year-old entrepreneur who lives in Mumbai, recently discovered that he had a low sperm count, it was the, quote, bleakest day of his life. Mm. The only saving grace, he said, was how his wife responded to the news, quote, it was perhaps the maternal, uh, maternal instinct inside her, he said. When she saw me dejected and lost, she held me in her arms. 
and I just became a child at that moment. Not because I was trying to substitute for the child I could never give her, but purely because at that moment, I was reduced to a child because of my helplessness. I could only look up to her for, I can only look up to her for Sakaur. Wow. I, there's so many words. Sakaur? Sakur. 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 S-E-C-O-U-R. Wait, wait, what? S-U-C-C-O-U-R. Sometimes I feel like such That's an idiot. That's really not a word. I don't think so. Yeah, Sakur. Sucker. 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 Later that night, I sucked her breast with tears in my eyes. Every time, oh, oh, man. every time I feel lost, that's what I would do. It's more therapeutic than sexual. However, things may not always be all intimate and uh, consoling when the man acts like a vulnerable child. When Aditya, a 32-year-old queer man based in Kolkata, hooked up with a man over a dating app, little did he know an ABF kink would end in bloodshed. <gasps> Sort of. Oh. Quote, this guy had told me on the app that he loved nipple play, and so do I. He was really good at it, too, when he started off, he said. But as he kept going, it's like he somehow got possessed and started becoming agitated. He kept asking in Hindi in a baby voice, why isn't the milk coming? To keep the groove going, I didn't say anything, but things went south when he actually bit my nipple and a little blood oozed out. Oh. Uh, Ati, Aditya recounted how when he pushed away, the man, quote, came out of a milk daze and snapped back to reality. Quote, his explanation was that he got carried away because it resembled his aunt, whom he has always fantasized about, particularly when she was lactating. Wow. India is not the only country where the secret fetish has become, uh, seems to be thriving. In Japan, you can find lactation bars. Oh, wow. Where you can order a glass of the maternal beverage or you can even straight up feed from the source. Meaning well, one of uh meaning one of three resident quote mothers. Okay. Wow. What a job. Wow. That pays I, well. I can't wait to go to Japan. Uh, in December 2014, <laughs> a prostitution ring was busted in Beijing where young lactating mothers were paid to feed their breast milk to adults while powdered milk was given to their own babies. Uh. Jesus. In some cultures, uh, inducing lactation is also an aspect of ABF, though no one spoke to India, no one we spoke to in India, even beyond those mentioned in this piece, seemed to be indulging in it. There are plenty of stories of athletes consuming, considering human milk a miracle remedy and going remarkable lengths to get it. Yeah. In uh, Mirzapur, a popular show set in the heartland of rural India, a character is, is shown to believe that he can ace the lot, the local bodybuilding championship only if he consumes breast milk and it goes extraordinary lengths to seek it, even if it meant blowing someone's brains out. Oh, that's the article there. Um, uh, can you, can, did you find out secure? Oh yeah. Sorry. I what just, is that? Uh, assistance and support in times of hardship and distress. Huh? How do you pronounce that? Um, I don't know. Wait, hang on. Sucker. Sucker. S- sucker. Yeah. That's a good word to use in a in an article about sucking on tit. Yeah. Um I had a I had a, so the, this whole ABF thing, I I had an experience um where I was casually dating a woman who had recently given birth. And um while we were having sex, I'm like, I, I very much, I really love boobs mm-hmm. and 
like nipple play. I love, I love nipple play. And oftentimes that is what I'm engaging in when I'm having sex. And I, um, while, while sucking on this person's breasts, uh, she began to lactate. And it was like, fucking fireworks kick something into gear oh yeah high gear yeah i loved it Mm -hmm. but she one once that started happening she was like ah no like i i feel weird about it and i was like oh damn okay Mm -hmm. well that's this this opportunity may never arise again because there's no way i can't get anyone pregnant so i have i mean i've talked about this on the show there was a while there where i had like a lot of breastfeeding like fantasies fantasies right um, but just, I was noticing while you were reading that article, I was feeling really, um, like not judgmental. I totally get it, but really like, I don't want to be, I can't mix sexualization with nurturing. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> like is it the baby thing that kind of like weirds you out? I'll tell you, how can I say this? Because like how how are you how are you having fantasies about breastfeeding an adult man, without it being like, without it crossing that line of like mixing with breastfeeding a baby? Uh, it's it's more like in my fantasy, it's more like um, my body is giving some kind of like life force in in like a in like a not in like current times, but maybe like in Viking times or maybe in (coughs) like fictional Game of Thrones times where, you know, like it's my job to feed, to give the feed to the community, not really feed the community, but But, like, you know, it's more of a worship thing. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Um, rather than like, I'm a needy baby. Yeah. 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 Well, that turns me off. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, like the ABF thing um I there's no part of me that like that is into it in the sense of like like feeling like a baby or like reverting to childhood. Yeah. It's much more the sensation. No, no, it's just it's the it's like the liquid thing. Right. Like Splashy splash. Yep. Like like squirt. <laughs> squirt is like yeah. An, again, another like massive. Like the first time I I was with someone who was who squirted, I was like, holy shit. Yeah, right. This is crazy. I mean, like you know, I, like spit. There's like a definitely a spit kink right. that I have. Yeah. It's so like fluid. Like I like fluids. I think fluids. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Never really been into piss. But right. I, but also I've never had a partner who was like let me like let me piss on you or piss on me so I don't know I mean maybe if I if if that if if that ever if someone ever requested that I would I would be like okay sure it's and, hard to do on command yeah your whole psychology is like this is not the right yeah. time or place to be peeing yeah piss too is hard because it's like that's a big cleanup yeah you know Unless and there's a lot the of shower. piss yeah 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 it's a good spot for it a good spot for piss play yeah yeah <clears throat> yeah the other thing too is that breast milk tastes so good does it it's cr- oh is my it god sweet it's i know sweet. it's like very nutritious it's like a sweetened almond milk oh yeah because it's, it's kind of so watery. good yeah it's kind of watery yeah yeah um 
That's interesting. And I guess I kind of always thought that lactation, I wonder how long, like, let's say have a baby, I'm breastfeeding, so I'm lactating, then the baby's no longer breastfeeding. Can I keep the milk flowing as long as, um, as long as it can exit the body? Like I wean the baby off, but I'm going to keep should, a couple of adult men dependents. We should ask Sarah, who uh, we're going to have on the show soon. Okay. Uh, who's like a, uh, oh, a doula right. and, and like knows a whole bunch about birth stuff. I mean, isn't it like, isn't the I, whole, like can't, can't people keep, like how do, how do. Um, wet nurses? Yeah. How do wet nurses operate? Well, that's what I thought. That's what I thought the deal was. Like as long as you keep. As long as you have something like wanting it that the, <laughs> like the body goes, okay, I guess I got to produce this because something wants it. Uh, I think it's probably more than wanting, but there's probably like, as long as you're, it's pumping out of you. Oh, I see. I see. But, uh, but it's a good question. Cause I know that hormones have a lot to do with it as well. So yeah. maybe, but I, I think like some people can breastfeed till their kids, they can breastfeed their kids till they're yeah. four or I five, mean, you know, we've all watched game of Thrones. That's that kid was like 12. <laughs> Yeah, well, but I just quickly Googled it and um, I can't, I know that it's very healthy for babies because there's a lot of protein and fat in it, mm. um, but it's, maybe, I haven't found that's anything that's... that high fat content. There you go. Yeah, it's, it suits like a, your diet. It's CF thing where I'm just like, I need that fat. It's, very, it's also very ketogenic. Yeah. High fat. Yeah. Medium protein. I do. I really love breast milk. I think I've already shared this as well, but I, I don't, I no longer have this fantasy of the breastfeeding thing. But sometimes when I like need to pull something out of my spank bank, it's um, a memory I have of someone I was having sex with who, who was on my nipple and I was on my period. So I was just like kind of getting myself off, but he was on, on my nipple and, and I'd never had anybody suck on my nipple while making like, like sounds of like, like, of, of like of enjoyment. Mm, yeah, exactly. Like of enjoyment. <laughs> were, you, were you just about to? I was going to do it, but I'm like, mm. Mm, mm, oh, mm. <laughs> no, it wasn't like that. That's gross, mommy. <laughs> I'll never think about it again. Oh no, that's over. <laughs> it can only use a, a memory a certain amount of times. Yeah, yeah. You kind of wring it out. Yeah. Do you find that? No, I don't, because I've never. I, I, I've. That's something that um, you don't use your spank, a spank bank. No, no, like, and and I don't know. I, I feel like that probably has something to do with like the way that my memories operate in my brain. Like, I, I don't. I have a hard time. Um, I looked this up once about like like uh, the ways that people can can visually see thought or see memory. Oh yeah. And some people have this like blindness in their, in their, in their thinking. Yeah. So like the idea of like closing my eyes and thinking of an apple, um, some people can close their eyes, think of an apple and, and see an an apple. A, like really clearly picture an apple. Yeah. I, I have a hard time doing that. Like I, I don't um, visualize, I, can, I have a hard time visualizing things in my, in my mind. Yeah. I can hear things very clearly. Like I could have a, a loud conversation with like my mind that has like an English accent and it's a perfect English <laughs> accent, but I, uh, I couldn't produce that English accent that I have in my mind. Mm-hmm. Like that's all very vivid 
but the the visual aspect of it i have a hard time with so when it comes to like that idea of like your spank bank like past memories of of sex or or whatever like i i've never had that i i can't i can't think that's really interesting yeah I, I it really disappointed me when I realized that some people can't visualize. I it, it came up in a yoga class actually. Someone was leading and they were talking about how they used to always describe like visual guided visualizations as a meditation. Yeah. And then they realized that not everybody can <laughs> yeah visualize. Yeah. I was bummed out. Yeah, I mean, but but in saying that, I there's like again, I can't I can't clearly see an apple, but I can like feel the apple does that make sense like 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 so you know that idea of like laying in shavasana and someone guiding you through a meditation where they're like the you know Walking like roots roots are growing right. out of your body into the earth and like I, I don't really see it but i feel it right i can I, the sensation is there to feel um but the the apple the, the vision of it is is a little Which is funny because when I dream, I have these very visually vivid, intense visual dreams. Like if I ever, if I ever remember my dreams or I wake up and I know that I've dreamt, it's like, wow, I was, I saw everything. Like it was very clear. Do you think maybe it's a bit of a laziness in your brain? That's just like, I don't want to think that hard. It might be. Yeah, it might be. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, like it might be like if I tried hard enough, I probably could. Yeah. See the apple. Yeah. But it's probably, it, it might be that just my brain's going, yeah, but like, fucking why? It's not, yeah. It's not there. Yeah. I've Let's had not a couple, time on that. I've had a couple instances recently where I've been like masturbating and trying to just like use my own memory yeah. as well as like a vibrator. But, you know, I'll be going and this vibrator just starts to get annoying, like just starts to get uncomfortable, sort of like painful. And, uh, and then I'll be like, well, this is not working. And I'll have to like quickly turn on like honestly 15 seconds of porn. Yeah. And I'm there. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Um, it's really frustrating. I'm, yeah. I'm running out of, I don't have much in, in the spank bank that I haven't, I've tapped out. Yeah. I'm overdrawn. Right. So I don't know. It's a bit of a sad story. What a way to end it. Um, <laughs> folks, uh, let us know your thoughts. Uh, turn me on podcast at gmail.com. Uh, do you, what do you think about ABF? What do you think about visualizing past spank bank memories? We'd yeah. love to hear your thoughts. Uh, you can always send us an email and uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Big, big, big thank you to our patrons. Uh, we wouldn't patrons. be here if it wasn't for you. Thank you so much. And again, if you want to watch our foreplay segments, our aftercare segments or our full host episodes uh it's all on video uh at patreon.com slash turn me on even better if you have a sweet tooth because there's a donut <clears throat> that comes with the visuals there is the fluffy little nugget <clears throat> sleeping on the table yeah um thanks again folks really appreciate it leave a rating and a review on apple Podcasts. uh leave a rating on spotify on the mobile app if you listen over there and uh we had a lot of fun and looking forward to the next uh, few weeks of episodes. There, there, there's some great ones that get you through this freaking February. Yeah, freaking February. It's my birthday month. It's uh, also our five year anniversary of the podcast. Yeah, this month. there we go. So lots to be excited about, folks. Um, thank you, and uh, that is it for this week. Until next week, go touch yourself. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.